No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we'll see where David cries out to the Lord to judge the wicked. He rejoices in answered prayer and ascribes to the Lord glory and strength. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Today we look at two Psalms of David. The first deals with his joy over answered prayer. The second speaks of a great thunderstorm and the mighty voice of the Lord. Psalm 28. To you I will cry, O Lord, my rock. Do not be silent to me, lest if you are silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry to you, when I lift up my hands toward your holy sanctuary. Now, David is crying out to the Lord with great fervency. The old commentators that I read speak of a word that I don't see or hear a whole lot anymore. It's called importunate. That's the idea of a request that has such intensity. It's like your kid when they're crying out because they're hungry. You know, they're going to wake up everybody in the entire house and they're not going to let you sleep until you give them what they ask for. And that sort of importunate cry is what we see here in David where he is crying out to God with great intensity. This reminds me of the parable that Jesus gave about a widow who went before an unjust judge and she cried out for justice, but he didn't fear God and he didn't care about men. And so he wasn't going to do anything, but because she was insistent, he finally gave her what she asked for. And then Jesus says, okay, so in the same way, will God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? The idea here is that if that unjust judge could be moved upon through this importunate prayer, then how much more will God give those who cry out to him day and night? And so what we need to be doing is when we cry out, when we pray to God, not just do it like we're checking off our prayer list for the day and we think that that's okay, but we pray as though we expect an answer and we continue to pray until the answer comes. That's what David was praying. Then he talked about lifting up his hands toward the holy sanctuary. Now, that lifting up of hands is a universal act of surrender. It's telling God, look, I'm depending upon you. We are depending upon you. We think of Moses as he was up on the hill, outstretched arms and hands up to heaven. And as he did that, the Amalekites who were fighting Israel in the valley below, you know, they were defeated as Moses had his outstretched arms up toward heaven praying. Then the Apostle Paul said to Timothy, I desire therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Again, just Lord, you have to come through for us. We are looking to you. And that's really what it means. Verse three, do not take me away with the wicked and with the workers of iniquity who speak peace to their neighbors, but evil 
is in their hearts. So David realizes judgment is coming upon the workers of iniquity and those who partake in their deeds will also partake in their judgment. He doesn't want to be assigned to that. And so he doesn't want to be assigned to those who speak peace to their neighbors, but evil is in their hearts. They're hypocritical liars. They're pretending to be nice to their neighbors, but they're backbiting them because there's evil in their hearts. Don't lump me with those guys, Lord. Give them according to their deeds and according to the wickedness of their endeavors. Give them according to the work of their hands. Render to them what they deserve because they do not regard the works of the Lord nor the operation of his hands. He shall destroy them and not build them up. So David says, give them according to their deeds. Recompense them. Bring judgment down upon their heads according to their wickedness. Now, it's interesting that when David was praying for himself, he said, God, remember me according to my integrity and according to the righteousness of my hands and deal with me in mercy, Lord. But here, toward his enemies, to the, those that are committing wickedness, he says, give them what they deserve. You know, let the judgment come down on their own heads. Why? Well, they don't regard the Lord's works. And you think about those people who are just living for themselves, living for this life. They do not consider what God has done. They do not consider his creation. They do not consider the miracles that he's done in the past, nor the miracles in the present of transforming lives, nor do they consider the resurrection of Jesus Christ and all these things because they do not regard the works of the Lord. David says, he shall destroy them and not build them up. They are doomed to destruction. Blessed be the Lord, because he has heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song, I will praise him. And so, there is this spontaneous praise that David gives. Why? Because he was intense in his prayer, he was expecting an answer, the answer came, and now he has gone from prayer to praise. That spontaneous worship that comes when we realize God has answered our prayer, God is good to us, and I cannot help but give him the praise that he deserves. And I love the fact that David says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. This was very personal to David. Is the Lord your strength? Is he your shield? Do you trust in him? You see, it has to be a personal devotion to God. Then he says, I will praise him with song. You know, I love it when people just sort of come in singing because there's joy in their hearts. They're making melody to the Lord. That ought to be our normal life, okay? I, you know, and it should be for real because we really are rejoicing in the Lord and David did this all the time. That's why we have the Psalms is because he sang songs to the Lord. And I wish we had the tunes so we could actually hear them put to the original music. That would be awesome. But the fact of the matter was that David just rejoiced in his heart. And from the overflow of that came this song and these Psalms that we're going through. The Lord is their strength. And he is the saving refuge of his anointed. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Shepherd them also and bear them up forever. So David's prayer and praise was not just for himself. He also prays for his nation, Israel. He praises God uh, for what God has done for his nation. 
He says the Lord is their strength. He is their saving refuge. So Lord, save your people. Save our nation. Bless your inheritance. Shepherd them. Bear them up forever. And our praise and prayer should go over to others, to all of the saints and even to our nation. Now, as we come to chapter 29, it says, Give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Some of the old translations say, Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. That is to assign those attributes to the Lord. Not that we can assign him any attributes. He already has them, but we can acknowledge them and ascribe to him his mighty glory and strength. And then it says, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. This is the kind of worship the Lord desires. When we are holy, when we have been set apart by the Holy Spirit, set apart to God, when we worship God with clean hands and a pure heart, that comes up as a beautiful, fragrant incense before God like a sweet-sounding song to the Lord. Um, But we don't want to be like the worshipers of Isaiah's day, where God said they draw near to me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Now, what did David use for his inspiration in writing the Psalms? Often he wrote about circumstances that he observed. David was an outdoorsman, and it seems that in this psalm, he wrote about a storm. He hears the voice of the Lord in the thunder. In fact, he uses the phrase, the voice of the Lord, seven times in this short psalm. Evidently, he was describing a thunderstorm that began over the Mediterranean Sea, moved eastward over the Lebanon mountain range in northern Israel, and then turned south about 200 miles where it dispersed in the wilderness of Kadesh. Scientists will describe thunderstorms in terms of atmospheric pressure and negative and positive ions, but David sees this as a dramatic demonstration of God's sovereignty over all of nature. Verse 3, the voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Truly, God's voice is awesome. When the children of Israel heard his voice from Mount Sinai, giving the Ten Commandments, they begged Moses to go up and listen to God himself and then come back and tell them what to do. They did not want to hear that voice again. In Revelation, the Apostle John described a voice he heard from heaven that sounded like many waters, like Niagara Falls, right? Or loud thunder. Verse 5. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes them also skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. As the storm moves eastward to Lebanon, David speaks of the thunder splitting the famous cedars of that country. The cedars even skip like a calf or wild ox. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire, a poetic way of describing alternating thunder and lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forest bare. And in his temple, everyone says glory. 
As the storm moves southward to the wilderness of Kadesh, it causes the deer to give premature birth because they are frightened. And in the temple of the Lord in heaven, all the angels say, Glory. The Lord sat enthroned at the flood, and the Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. As David ends in the heavenly scene, he recalls the great storm of Noah's flood. And then, as well as now, the Lord sits as king forever, sovereignly ruling over nature and nations. Now, here's something to keep in mind. If God is sovereign over thunderstorms, then he is also sovereign over pandemics. The storm rages for a season, but then it ends and there is calm after the storm. God strengthens his people and blesses them with peace through it all. Likewise, God will give strength and peace to his people during the storm of this pandemic and the civil unrest happening in our nation. The only way to receive, however, that strength and peace is to get your eyes off the TV and the news and YouTube and all those things and put them on the Lord and listen to his voice through his word. The more we ascribe to him the glory and strength that he deserves and the more we worship him in the beauty of holiness, the more strength and peace we will receive through this storm and beyond. And guess what? We will even have a song in our heart. Could it be? God make it so. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll see where David rejoices and encourages others to praise the Lord. When he was troubled, he cried out to the Lord, and he turned his mourning into dancing. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible